right, the group is The Next Step. You can find them at thenextstep.org. And um, they deal on a daily basis with amputees. Joseph Zupnik, who I believe is a great neck. I will find out. He's here. And uh, Ellie Carroll, who has, her mother is from uh, England. Her father, South Africa, who turned out to be one of the biggest Jew-hating countries in the world. And I guess you're here. You're in Jerusalem, right? Um, I live in Ramat Gan. I grew up in Israel my whole life. Your whole life. You were born here, lived here your whole life. Yeah. So where did your father meet your mother? In England. In England, okay. Because you have an English accent. They worked hard. (laughs) (laughs) Are you proud of your English ancestry? Yes. But not South African at this point. Mm, You're angry. Yeah. That was pretty gross last week, right? Very uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah, shocking almost, right? And um, what is your relationship with Joseph? I know Yosef from the next step. From the next step, okay. Because you are an amputee. I am an amputee myself. I work with and for the organization. The beauty about the next step is that it's not only for amputees. It's also run and taken care of by amputees so that we know how each other feel. Sure, sure. So what happened to you exactly? What was the nature of the injury? My injury, I was in Cape Town visiting my grandparents five years ago, and I was walking on the sidewalk just a regular day. Suddenly, a car didn't stop at a stop sign, hit a different car, and she lost control and came onto the sidewalk while I was walking. Next thing I know it, I look down, my leg is not attached. Your leg's not attached. Jeez. How old are you at the time? I was 24. Yeah, because you look uh, very young now, very young. Thank you. So you had damage from your knee down to your foot. Yeah. But the rest of you looks great, so. Yes. you got to thank God for that. I know. Thank right? God. Yeah. <laughs> so are you married? You have kids? What is your? Single. Single. Okay. And living, again, in Jerusalem proper or? In Ramat Gan, which is. Oh, Ramat. Right. Okay. Got it. So, Joseph, you, um, are you from Great Neck? I'm from Rockland County. Oh, that's right. That's what it was, Rockland County. In fact, I told you my sister is from New City, the that's whole right. thing, right? Yeah, Wesley Hill uh, not too far from there. Not far. So you um you came down the same plane as I did. You had better seats. You were in business. I was in economy. Congratulations. Premium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who but, wants to split? Right. Hairs? Exactly. But you were kind enough to uh, say hello a couple times on the flight. Yeah. And uh, here you are today. And you told me about the next step. And I think you said to me there were sixty amputees from that horrible Saturday, October the seventh. Is that right? Is that the number? Uh, the number then was fifty, but. It's been growing since because of the ongoing uh, ongoing conflict. So there are still people in hospitals that even today, Absolutely. four months later, are losing limbs. Yeah, every week is a new is a new ball game. I'll be only this week. We're only on Tuesday, Sunday, and Monday. I spent all the day in the hospital. Wow! How many people are still hospitalized with serious injuries? Uh, amputees, there are 62 right now. No, but how many people are still in the hospital at the risk of being an amputee? Are there are there, are there still hundreds? of people that are going through some very serious body trauma right now? Well, you don't know that. You don't know that. But right now we've got 62 amputees. And your job at Next Step is to do what exactly? Our our job at at the Next Step is, you know, we have three pillars that that we create with our amputee community. Um, One is creating a sense of community among amputees and among people who've lost their limbs. You know, it's funny you say that, creating a community with these people. So... My son, for example, he has something called dyspraxia. He's got all his limbs, right? But he's got dyspraxia. But he hates to be reminded. He hates to be reminded he's got it. So I have a hard time convincing him to go to events, 
to talk to other kids who have the same disability, yet you're telling me that these folks are all good with being in a community, kind of sharing the pain, yes? A- absolutely, and we'll take it to the next level because a lot of our folks are, are members of our own sporting groups. We've got a surfing team. We've got a cycling team. We've got rock climbers. We've got sports enthusiasts. It's the job of, of the next step, really, to help these folks take the next step and get their life in order and let them know they're not alone. And they're supported by wonderful people, wonderful people like Ellie, who's sitting here next to me in the studio. So what does your job entail on a daily basis, Ellie? What do you do daily? Since the war. Yeah. Since the war, it's uh, from the first week, myself and my colleagues and friends from the next step, we've been going to different hospitals around Israel, going through all the different departments, making sure we reach every new amputee in Israel, talking to their families and showing them that, look at us, we're also amputees, we live a full life. Your son, your partner, they will be able to do that as well. Life is not over, it's just a new beginning. I didn't have that when I was in hospital. I thought I'd be in a wheelchair my whole life. So now being able to be on the other side and showing them that that's not the case, they will be able to surf, will be able to do CrossFit, mm-hmm. swim, run, whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So you were telling me how these people suffered some of these injuries from RPGs mm-hmm. to gunshot wounds to shrapnel. There's a million different ways that a person, unfortunately, can lose a limb uh, Tell the audience specifically what most of these injuries entailed. You know, it's difficult to talk about without without getting you know gory and graphic. But I'll tell you, most of the injuries happened on on the first day um, because the the best way to stop blood loss is through the application of a tourniquet. Um, that's that's what's taught in the military. That's what's taught in first aid. If you have no other resort of controlling the bleeding, once that happens, there's only a certain window of time that people have to get to the hospital. And the issue on the first day was access, getting people evacuated, getting people rescued. It was it was chaotic. Wow. And uh, in the end, not all of these 60 or 62 now. 62 as of today. Ha- had these done initially. These, this is over a, a, a period of time. So now the next step, like you said, offers them um, uh, different activities, psychological help as well. Of course. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Uh, One story in particular you told me about was one guy whose wife was murdered. His daughter was murdered. In front of him. Right in front of him. Right. His 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 16-year-old son son was spared. He survived, I guess. No, his son was murdered and his wife and his daughter. Oh, so so he did have a son killed too, murdered. So one son did survive. Well, no, a 16-year-old did survive, yes. But a murdered son, a murdered daughter, she was murdered, the wife, and he survived, but he lost his uh, his leg, right? Is that right? Correct. They, um, after after the uh, terrorists had uh, entered his home in Kibbutzberry, um, spent all of their ammunition, um, he fought to keep the door to the safe room shut. Uh, they threw some grenades at it. They managed to... Um, hit his wife and one of his children who had, had passed almost immediately there. Um, they were in the safe room. They were in, in the there. safe room, yeah. yeah. And after all of their ammunition was spent and all their grenades were used, they decided to light the house afire. And you said they used rags using the blood of his family, right? Is that right? Something to that? Uh, 
horrible yeah. extent. Yeah, they did, they did that because yeah. when you're in, you know, the first thing they teach you, you know, when you're in a room filled with smoke or fire, you know, stop, drop, and roll, cover your mouth with a wet rag. Right. So they, to make the, it wet, they use the blood. So how did he escape this gentleman if he had his leg blown off? I'm curious. He didn't. He was locked in the safe room for another eight hours, approximately, right. until until he was uh, he was rescued. Mm. So um, before this happened to you in Cape Town five years ago in South Africa, what were you doing? Just living an ordinary life, I would imagine. I was a college student studying yeah. computer science. Yeah. Took a year break. Was working overseas. Just yeah. Enjoying life. Because um, sometimes when people go through these really difficult things, which you've gone through this experience, obviously. They find that their life couldn't be any better, that this was almost their calling, that, yes, I may have a prosthetic from my knee down to my foot, but this uh, this was my calling. Like, I love what I do right now. You're in that position. Yeah. So yeah. it's also the first time I'm doing something that's not only I like, also I'm helping so many other people, not yeah. only the amputees, also their families, also old, new amputees. It's, it's, it's my new calling. How well young is the youngest of all these amputees? Do you know? From the wall? Yes. 1920. The average now from all the amputees is around 21, 22. Around 21, 22. Wow. That's, uh, and you were 24, so you know all too well exactly yeah. what this is all about. So folks who want to donate here, Joe, and get involved and help these people out. Uh, again, I think uh, New Yorkers, where you're on right now, and around the world, the uh, 77 WBC app does very well. They know about the murders. They know about the rapes, yeah. all that stuff. I don't think they're all that familiar with 62 people now that are in wheelchairs or, or not because they've lost arms or legs or that type of thing. I know when Joseph told me about it, I was surprised to hear that number was that high. So folks who want to help out, Joseph, how do they do that? Well, they can go on to our site, uh, which is www.thenextstep.org forward slash Sid for you. Thank you. For me? Yeah. For, for what the hell am show. I going to do about this? <laughs> um, and they could, they could donate there. Um, well, yeah. how's it gone so far? How How is the, in terms of donations and money, are you happy? Or do you feel like people are still not completely aware of this particular group? I think that amongst all of the chaos, we need to bring, you know, some very specific awareness yeah. to this cause yeah. and, and, and to these special people. You know, they've had, you know, the country as a whole has been through something devastating um, that hopefully they'll recover well from. But these folks have have permanent injuries mm -hmm. that they're going to have to live the rest of their life with. And it's our job at, at the next step to make sure that they could live a fruitful and positive life. We want to see guys going to work. We've got a double amputee right now who I'm friends with. He's in Philadelphia. I'll give a shout-out to Yehuda. He's a double amputee, and he is a fourth-year med student at Penn. Oh, wow. Okay? Yeah. I want, I want all of our amputees to know and I want the world to know, and I want our community to feel supported by everyone to know that they could live a, you know, a beautiful and fruitful life ahead. You want to do sports? Come ride your bike with me. That's, that's how, yeah. I, that's how yeah. I had the next step yeah. in the first place. I, I signed up for a cycling event uh, to ride with amputees across the Arabian Desert a month after the Abraham Accord. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, you're a doctor, aren't you also? I'm a paramedic. Paramedic, yeah. okay. All right. So you do these types of things before? And uh, this has now become something that's near and dear to your heart because you work with this organization. Are you still doing the paramedic work, or is this taking up all your time at this point? This takes up a good deal of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to recertify my paramedic, but uh, yeah. 
So do you have offices in New York, too? Where are these offices located, just in, in Israel or all around the world? We have people who work also with us from the state. We yes. have our extended families, such as Joseph, and our main quarters are here in Israel. All our team working with the amputees, who are amputees ourselves, are here in Israel. So when this uh, interview is over and you leave here, you and Joseph, what do you do? You go visit another amputee? Do you, is that exactly what yeah. you do? Go right to the hospital. Here, back to the hospital. Right. And, and what hospital? Is it are the hospitals? I guess they're all, all down over. south. All over. All over. Even as north as here. Or mostly all down south. It started down south when the, the closest to where they were injured. Yeah. If they were injured up north, up north. And then they take them to the different hospitals in Israel. Because at the beginning there was such chaos. You had to clear beds. You had to move them around. So right. now a lot of them are also in the center of Israel, so I'm going after this to Sheba. Sheba, okay, sure. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Well, you guys do amazing work, and uh, both of you should be very, very proud. And, you know, uh, again, folks, check out www.thenextstep.org and uh, backward slash Sid, my name, S-I-D, to uh, check out uh, Joseph. You can check him out at jz at thenextstep.org. And you've got Joseph Zupnik and uh, Ellie Carroll every day. Uh, Justin and I here, I don't know, 10, 15 stories that are enough to knock any decent human being on their back mm-hmm. every day. And you guys certainly uh, add to that in an inspiring way, in a good way, that you've taken a horrible tragedy and you both are making people's lives better. So congratulations to both of you. An amputation doesn't mean your life stops. No, just not for you it doesn't. Look at you. Yeah. You're ready to, I mean, you do hard, everything, right? Hard to keep up with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's got so much energy and she's lovely. So good for you, and uh, you keep doing what you're doing. And Joseph, congratulations to you too. Congrats to you, Sid, on the um, on the Israel Award, on the uh, Guardian of Israel Award. Are you going to that? Are you inviting me? Oh. Why not? <laughs> Fifth Avenue Synagogue, <laughs> Saturday night, February the tenth. Yeah. You're invited. Okay. Can, can I say thank you to John and Margot Katzmatidis for of making course. this happen for you? Of course, they're amazing people. And they are great people, and they're wonderful supporters of humanity. Yeah, I don't know how many other radio stations would allow me to do this, where the Owners would be behind it. And my boss, too, Chad Lopez, he deserves a mention. But you're damn right you should uh, thank John and Margo because they um, they are wonderful people. And uh, they're happy that I'm here. And uh, they are listening uh, every day. Uh, now, what do you want to write to this? Uh, happy birthday to Joe's wife. Your wife? Yeah, my wife. It's her birthday today? No. The, you know, the night we fl- I didn't have tickets to the last minute. It's a funny story, but I usually take my wife out to dinner. She's a huge fan of yours. Yes. I would say more so than me. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Love your wife. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so that night was her birthday. That night was her birthday. We usually go out for dinner or whatever, but. What do you uh, take her? But because it was a Saturday night flight, Shabbos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're Shabbos of Sabbath. Oh, Thursday. you are. Okay. Yeah. So you can do so it. So I, I couldn't take her out that day. Yeah. And then I was running to the airport right after Shabbos was over. Do so you keep kosher? I keep kosher, yeah. Because oh, mm-hmm. I was going to tell you, if you live in Rockland County, yeah. Shiva's her name, right? Elishava, yeah. yes. Um, go to Joe and Joe's restaurant. Okay. It's a great Italian restaurant. There's all my buddies over there. Tell me you know me. They'll take very good care of you. If they show me how to cook something, I'll cook it for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. Thank you so much, guys. Great to meet both of you. Well, you Thank I know, you. but great to meet yeah. you, Ellie. That is uh, Joseph Zupnik.
And uh, one more time, Eli, Ellie, I should say, Carol. Check them out at thenextstep.org.